1: It's hard to believe, but the end of our podcast season for 2022 is here. The crisp, cool weather and leaves changing color is an exciting reminder that the holidays will soon be upon us. For about as long as we can remember, Thanksgiving has been a favorite holiday for Paul and me. And if I had to bet, I'd guess Thanksgiving is the number one holiday for a lot of Americans. We love this day simply because it focuses on what really matters, the friends and family in our lives. We enjoy gathering together around the table and eating delicious food. I'd like to imagine it's the one day calories don't count.
2: Because uh, they don't. <laughs> the and I were married Thanksgiving week, which is a personal reason for us to cherish this time of year. Every family has their own traditions on this day. A couple of traditions I've learned to appreciate since the Browns welcomed me into their family seven years ago include not just a fun outdoor game after dinner to burn off those calories which, remember, don't count on that day, (laughs) just the day after.
1: Exactly right.
2: But also the time we set aside as a family, specifically to sing praises and reflect on the wonderful things God has done for us throughout the year. Gratitude comes easy for some, while others have to make a concerted effort to focus and express and practice it. Now, that may sound funny to you, but does gratitude really take practice? I would argue yes. Creating a heart of thanksgiving takes discipline. It's a choice to live with the intention to focus on the blessings the Lord has given us.
1: Living with muscular dystrophy and being a wheelchair user comes with enormous challenges. For any of us who live with progressive diseases or chronic pain, Pursuing gratitude over self-pity may not always be easy. I've come to realize that God knew exactly what he was doing when he instructed his children to give thanks in all circumstances. Yes, even for what the Lord accomplishes in difficult things like disability. Secular society now too recognizes the physical, mental, and emotional benefits of being thankful. Gratitude guards us from bitterness and other harmful attitudes. It certainly helps us look beyond ourselves and gain a better eternal perspective.
2: We've had the immense joy of launching this nonprofit ministry, Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures, only because of the story God gave us with Tabitha's disability and the privilege he's given me to be your husband and caregiver. And we'd like you to know, when Tabitha and I count our blessings, you, our dear listeners and supporters, are among the dearest. So with Thanksgiving just around the corner, let's take a look at Luke 17, 11-19, and glean a lesson in gratitude from an unusual source, a leper, and his nine companions who skipped Thanksgiving.
1: Leprosy is not a disease we hear about every day. It's also known as Hansen's disease, and it's caused by a type of bacteria that affects the skin, the peripheral nerves, eyes, as well as the upper respiratory tracts. This type of disease, if not treated in a timely manner, can lead to paralysis, blindness, disfigurement, and permanent disability.
2: Interestingly, it's one of the oldest diseases ever recorded with the first cases dating back to almost 600 BC. The passages we're going to unpack today takes us back to 10 recorded cases of leprosy in Jesus's day.
1: While leprosy was much more common in biblical times, thank God, nowadays leprosy is considered much less of a threat to human life, doesn't spread as easily, and can be treated. However, the threat of the disease still exists. And in many countries, like India, leprosy continues to be stigmatized. Even community education of the disease doesn't completely dispel the social stigmas faced by those affected with this illness.
2: Imagine with us the kind of life a leper lived in ancient biblical times. The modern squalor of slums and ghettos, even the cardboard shacks and filthy mattresses pale in comparison to what the lepers in jesus day endured there are no disability checks no food stamps no hospitals no relief organizations these 10 men in luke 17 are socially ostracized forbidden from entering the public sentenced to live in a shadowy existence and treated as dead breathing their same air was believed to be dangerous according to leviticus should they see a person approaching they are to yell out a warning unclean, unclean. We read that Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem, passing along between Samaria and Galilee. As he enters a village, he is met by these ten lepers who stand at a distance. They lift their voices and cry out to him, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus sees them when no one else has.
1: We don't have to look far to find people broken, desperate, and in need of help and mercy. Just last week, Paul and I were watching a live stream of a convocation speech at a well-known university. The remarks were being delivered in a panel-type discussion from a few apologetic professors and psychologists. Suddenly, there was a big commotion and a young man rushed up onto the platform where the speakers were seated and began shouting and sobbing, I need help, I need help, I want to be well, please, I need help. Of course, security stepped in to protect the speakers. We were moved to see at least one of those speakers, who appeared to be a person of faith, offered to pray for this hurting young man, but... Oh, what an eye-opener. There are indeed so many struggling with heavy, heavy burdens. How drastically do we need our Master to have pity on us in our pain and loneliness?
2: I'm so thankful Jesus sees me and He sees you. He is our hope, our comforter, our deliverer. When lepers cry to Jesus, He doesn't shun them. He is moved with compassion. Luke doesn't focus on the details of the healing. In fact, the miracle is told in an abbreviated form. Jesus tells them to show themselves to the priests, and as they go, they are cleansed. As soon as these men realize they are healed, only one returns, praising God with a loud voice, falling to Jesus' feet and gives him thanks. Luke points out that this one man is a Samaritan. Jesus asked an interesting question, We're not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Hmm. Good question. Where are the other nine guys?
1: It's not hard to throw shade at these nine guys who skip Thanksgiving. However, with a little bit of self-reflection, we might come to the conclusion that as much as we'd like to identify with the grateful Samaritan, these nine guys could easily be us. They reveal a lot about human nature and the lack of gratitude. These nine guys skipped their opportunity to give thanks, as many of us often do, and we never hear of them again.
2: The Samaritan, on the other hand, turns back to give thanks. What is the result? He receives commendation from Jesus, and we see how pleased Jesus is with the grateful heart. We all should be thankful for everything the Lord does for us. That's the lesson of Luke 17, 11 through 19. Today, what are you grateful for? What has blessed your heart? Nothing is too small or insignificant to be thankful for. Every good and perfect gift is from above.
1: Do you thank the Lord often for what he's done for you? Do you stop to reflect on the ways God has blessed your life? I'll admit I don't give thanks as often as I should, and this special passage is one that reminds me to do so.
2: In the midst of hard and fearful times, it can be so easy to slip into the habit of forgetting God's faithfulness. Whether wonderful blessings are flowing our way or we're beset by trials, standing firm in what we know about Jesus Christ and His goodness is vital. Answer to the call to be thankful.
0: Thanks for tuning in today to Broken Vessels, Hidden Treasures. It is our hope and prayer that you will find the grace and goodness of God even in trials. We'd love to hear from you, and your feedback is important to us. You can reach out to Paul and Tabitha with comments, questions, or to share an episode with a friend in need through our website at bvhtministries.org.